This is Alex. I'm from Boston. Hello, this is Jackie, and I'm from Houston. Hey, this is Rahul from Stanford. And we are the Premier Chess. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea source for all things Premier League and WSL. Uh, let's start with Chelsea and Ray. Welcome back. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, all good. Thank you. It's been a it's been a busy week, busy, busy week in Chelsea. It has definitely been a busy week, and I'm not even sure where we should start. Uh, but let's try to start with some highs and some positives. So let's go back about a week. You were at Wembley. You were one of the uh, record crowd there, 77,390. Talk to me about the final and the nerves and the celebration and everything in between. Yeah, I mean, as a day, I think, you know, I just start with like for the women's game. I mean, getting a 77,000 crowd at Wembley, I mean, that's huge. And it shows how far the game's come um, in the last few years. And it was a great day. Um the atmosphere, I mean, we kind of, we got to the ground quite early. We saw the team getting on the bus and, um, and yeah, we just met Carly Telford at the World Cup trophy, which was quite cool to see that. And then, um, and then, yeah, heading into the ground, the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, as you would expect with a crowd of that size, it was, it was a really good atmosphere. The Chelsea end was in good voice. And yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, I mean, we started really slow. I mean, they, they had the ball in the net after 24 seconds. Um, rule out for offside and having watched it back, it was very it was very tight. It was offside, but it was very tight. Um, and then kind of second and half, we, we were the better team in the second half. Um, when Penelope Harder came on, Sophie Ingle came on and those two just made a massive difference. And, and then, yeah, I mean, the goal, Sam Carroll loves scoring at Wembley. She, she definitely does. She's done it now. Was it three finals definitely in a row, but even other games that we've played at Wembley, um, she's always always stepping up, which is which is what you need from your big game players. It's great that she does it in the league, and I'm not discounting that or, or suggesting that that's not an achievement in itself. But in these final moments, like you said, we were we were not the better team for the first 45. Uh, but it's always when you get that opportunity, putting the ball in the back of the net, and she does that better than no one else. So. Um, yeah, and, and watching from home and watching from, from the U.S. here, it almost seems like the women's game is is picked up significantly in the U.K. Not that it wasn't, but I feel like with the Euros, uh, was it last summer or maybe a year ago at this, uh, 18 months ago at this point, uh, that's been kind of the, the springboard for a lot of these finals and big games where crowds turn up and, and even giving credit to Arsenal for their Wolfsburg game. I think they pretty much had a sold out Emirates, which is quite an achievement. So uh, it's great to see because that is the future of, of the sport for, you know, kind of the next level. But coming to Chelsea, I think we, we always make it tough for ourselves. We never want to uh, make it easy in these big games, but we still come through and, and make it three in a row. Talk to me about making it three in a row. It's, it's easy to kind of show up for a final when you won it twice and not be up for it. But the girls, Emma Hayes, always, always want to win trophies. Yeah, they do. Um, and I think, you know, going into that final, I mean, it's the third different opponent opponent we've faced in all the finals. And United are probably the form team, you know, other than ourselves in the country at the minute. Um, they are a great side and they've come a long way this season. Um, 
but I think winning three in a row, it's a statement. We've not lost in that competition now for over three years, um, which I just think is an incredible record. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good day. It was good to get across the line um, and the celebrations afterwards were, um, yeah, it was, it was a good, really good afternoon. Um, and the players looked like they absolutely loved it, but they were back on the bus at nine o'clock and, you know, ready for the game in midweek. Yeah, because the games keep coming thick and fast. Uh, and you you said it was um, celebration. I'm sure Sam Kerr did sneak in a couple of a couple of drinks, adult beverages, as we say, uh, which is fine because she deserves it. But I'm sure she's saving some for the end of the season. Uh, and you said midweek game, which was West Ham, which you know could be a banana skin in a sense because you're coming off of a high of a final. It's almost at a point where now the pressure is on, right? You you really can't drop points anywhere. Uh, and coming off of that Liverpool game right after the Barcelona game where it took a dying minute goal for us to win it. And then we've kind of bumped off and scored six and seven. And then the final and you come into the West Ham game and you almost, you know what we got to do. But you, like I said, Chelsea make it a little bit difficult. So uh Wednesday evening, the game was, I think it was a little bit later in the UK, almost yeah. 8.30 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, late. Yeah, which is which is kind of late, right? Because uh, you, even though it's a London derby and it's close, I say that in quotes, uh, people still do have to get back to work the next day. So uh, I'll run through the, the lineup. Any surprises or any comments you have, I'll, I'll take them in a second. Uh, Muscovic in goal, Jess Carter, Buchanan, Eriksson, Liam Charles in the back four. Ingle and Fleming in midfield. Uh, Joanna Wrighting Kinneard in, in, on the right. Kankovic on, is a CM, CAM. Harder and Sam Kerr up top. And Harder, I think, first start from since coming back from injury and fully deserved. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think you can really fault since she's come back. Um, I mean, she's got five goals and three assists since she's been back in the team. Um it's been it's so good to have her back. Obviously, we'll come on to later on. Um, <laughs> but we've not got her back for very long, but um, yeah, it's good to have her back. And I think that starting lineup just shows the strength and depth. There was seven changes from the weekend, from the cup final. Um, it gave players a lot of time to get a bit of rest ahead of the weekend coming up. So it shows a lot of strength and depth. Um, and I think, I mean, it was Neve Neve Charles' hundredth appearance for the Chelsea, for Chelsea as well. Um, and I think she's going to be a huge player going forward for us. Um, just dependable, and and she's got a couple of goals recently as well. She has, and and she can kind of play pretty much anywhere you want her to play, which is which is great because you want these kind of utility players. We, Jackie and I, were talking about it on the men's side uh, in the last episode, but on the women's side, we've seen Emma Hayes kind of use her players in different positions. Uh, and they've all done a great job. And, and congratulations to Neem Charles, 100 appearances. And it seems like she's been here forever, but she's also pretty yeah. young. And so there's a yeah. there's a lot of uh, well, a lot more to come in the future. Uh, you mentioned the goals. We had goals from Neem Charles in the 13th minute, Pernilla Arder right after halftime, Sophie Ingle around the hour mark. And then just for good measure, Aaron Cuthbert right at the end made it 4-0. And now that's... 17 goals scored in the last three games in the WSL. Any advantage United had with the goal difference is washed away. And we now yeah. sit top of the table with two, two points in uh, over United. Was there any time, any opportunity here that you thought, you know what, this might be a game that 
we may struggle in. The early goal obviously helps. I mean, the early goal helps. Um, I mean, it kind of settles your nerves a bit. I mean, especially because we have been starting quite slow in games um, of late. But I think that early goal settled the nerves. I think it was a bit disappointing that they didn't go on and build on that in the first half. Because, I mean, I was I was away, so I, didn't see, I wasn't at the game. But kind of following it, it seemed like we had such a fast start. But then we just didn't seem to capitalise on it. Um, but obviously, to get the three second half goals um, to kind of kill the game off. Um, I, with West Ham, it's it's, a, it's an odd one. They've not won a game since the turn of the year. So it was a kind of a game where you, you just never know what kind of a West Ham te- team are going to turn up, really. So, um, But obviously, it's another 4 0 win. It's another clean sheet. It's four in a row, six WSL win in a row. So we've got the momentum now going in towards the, the latter part of the season, the last two games. And that's what you need. I think this is this is where you see Chelsea come to life in the sense that they know they're in a title race and they just keep winning, keep winning. I don't want to jinx it because there's still two more games to go. Uh, but it's great to see as a fan because you we get a little nervy and get you know start overthinking it. But the girls, Emma Hayes, kind of stay stuck to the task. And and when you have the likes of of Pernilla Arder, Sam Kerr. And then you get goals from a Cuthbert or Neam Charles or Sophie Ingle. You always have the the ability to go on and win games. And and keeping a clean sheet again for a third game row, at least in in my memory, uh, it's building on something. And and that's what you want to do is give yourself an opportunity with clean sheets to win games. Um, I'm I'm avoiding the topic that we've been, we kind of teased earlier. Uh, But let's just stick to the WSL. Two games to go, Ray, Arsenal this weekend and then Reading the following weekend. We win those two. We win the title. United, of course, if they drop points along the way, we win the title. Uh, is this going to the final day, another final day drama? Ah, it's, it's a really tough one to say. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a sold-out King's Meadow on um, on Sunday, which will be a great atmosphere. And especially after the news we've had this week, I think it'll be a superb atmosphere. Um, but I've got huge respect for what Arsenal have done this year. Um, you know, I really do. I mean, they've had four ECL injuries to their yeah. four of their best players. Um, and they've, you know, they've had a high level performance in their third in the league. You know, you can't shake your head at that. You know, it's it's impressive what they've done. They've got a lot of spirit. They won midweek. Um, but I do I do think we will win on Sunday. I think with the crowd behind behind the girls, I think it will be a I don't think it'll be an easy win. Don't get me wrong, but I do think I do think we will win on Sunday. Um, in terms of it going down to the last day, I, I don't know. I think City might might do us a favor. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're not. I, they've got they've got Europe to fight for. You know, they're I, they won't win the title, but they could still they can still qualify for the Champions League. So, yeah, I would say. I'd love to say we'd have it done and dusted on Sunday, um, <laughs> but it could easily go down to the last day as well. Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, we'd lo- we'd take any favors from anyone, right? But uh, <laughs> we play Sunday morning, or for me, it's the morning. I think it's early afternoon for you yeah. uh, in the UK before United play a couple of hours later. So uh, United would know our result and what exactly they need to do. Obviously, it's winning, but um, if we drop points, they it gives them a boost. Uh, but City, we're, we're hoping and praying for you because, like Ray said, you do have uh, Europe to play for. And I'll run through the table again. Chelsea in first place, 52 points. United in second place, 50 points. Arsenal in third with 47. 
and Man City with 44. And if you really think about it, Ray, with two games to go, Arsenal are still in the title race because they are only five points behind Chelsea. They are, and I think that, you know, as I said, you've got to respect them for that. Um, a lot of people were written them off when Mead and Miedema both both got their ACL injuries, but they've they've stayed there. They've not gone away. Um, and obviously, when we played them in, I think it was January at the Emirates, that was a really yeah. good, that was a really good game, and we were very lucky to come away with a point. Um, so, I mean, I'm expecting much the same on Sunday. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can pull out a result, and uh, as I say, City can do us a favor. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking of the worst, or maybe not the worst, but if we don't win it, we pick up a draw, we make it to 53 points. Uh, United win their game, they're 53 points. So it really come down to goal difference. So yeah. uh, playing Reading, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Reading last game of the season, uh, almost gives you that opportunity to to bump up the goal difference and most likely pick up three points. Uh, so we can still drop points but and go on yeah. to win the title, which is a good position to be in because it's not yeah. like you have to be 100%. Yeah, I think with the Reading game, I mean, if results don't go their way this weekend, they could they could be relegated by the time oh, yeah. by the time we play them. Um, but obviously, if they they've still got something to fight for, it will be a tough game. You know, the mid, we we've struggled there before. We've been beaten there last year at the Medeski. I mean, we played them in the FA Cup a few a few weeks back, and we beat and we did beat them. But you know, if they've got a chance of staying up, they are going to throw everything at us to try and get a result. So, um. You know, it. You look at it on paper; they're the bottom-ranked team in the league at the minute. But if they're still fighting, they're gonna. It's not an easy game. Yeah, and and there are no easy games. I think, I, yeah. I, like I said, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Reading, uh, but there are no e- easy games, especially against a team that's fighting for their for their survival and life in the league. Uh, but Arsenal on the weekend, any changes to the lineup, or do you think Berger comes back in? Uh, or any other Lauren James maybe comes back in? Um, I kind of, I'm kind of going back to kind of, well, a kind of almost FA Cup final lineup. Um, I think Berger will start in goal. Um, Perisay will come back. Mielda and Eriksen in the middle uh, and the back. Neve Charles will start again because she has, as I say, been superb recently. Um, midfield, Cuthbert, England, hopefully Elena Kankovic because um, I've been really impressed with her the last few weeks. Um, and then up, up top, it'll be Wright and Kerr. And I think Pernilla Harder should start as well. Um, that would be my starting lineup for uh, for Sunday. You know, we've, as you say, you don't, we don't have to win the game, but it would be nice to get that win. And yeah. I think we've got to kind of play those, especially the three up top. You know, they've got goals and assists galore this year. So it'd be nice to just actually show that we're going to really go for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you got to play your players in form in the likes of Pernilla Otter, who made the difference last week. She's been scoring. Uh, Eve Paris said has been great at right back and, and having her back in, not being disrespectful to Jess Carter. But I think uh, Eve Paris is just a little more in form or, or playing a little bit better. Uh, and then I think coming back to the midfield uh, center backs with Erickson and Mielda, they've kind of struck up a good partnership where we've kept clean sheets. Um, but having Buchanan come back in isn't a bad option either. No. So uh, you you spoke about the strength and depth, and I think that's definitely a great thing to have, especially with these some of the players that were rotated over the week uh, midweek. They got some minutes and, and time under their belt. So 
Um, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think that lineup would be good and the atmosphere will be rocking. Are you going to this game? Yeah, I will be there on Sunday um, and then I'll be there at the Reading game as well. Um, so yeah, I'll be at the last two games and very much looking forward to Sunday. Um, the weather looks good for, for the game as well, which makes a change. Absolutely. And, and with the news that we will get into now, I, I took 15 minutes to get to it. Yeah. Uh, with the news that's broken yesterday, Ray, it was, it was weird. I woke up, right, and I'm on my phone and Ericsson's news out there. And I'm like, oh, here we go. We, you and I kind of spoke about it offline yeah. about a week ago. Uh, and we were trying to record last week and, and react to that news when it wasn't confirmed, hoping that wouldn't be confirmed. Uh, but it is confirmed. Uh, Ericsson is leaving Chelsea after six years. She is club captain. So uh, that tells you everything that you need to know in terms of the leadership and, and her abilities that will be missing. She moved in 2017 for first season here at the at the club. Uh, and she's walking away with a, to- a career or total appearances of 102, seven goals scored and won every domestic trophy that there could be won and won in multiple times in some cases. Um, yeah. Reactions to just her news. We'll get to the second part of it. Um, yeah, um, I don't think it's unexpected. I think it's been on the cards. Um, I mean, amongst the fans, it's kind of been suspected for a while that this was coming. Um I landed back from my holiday yesterday and when I landed there was the notification came through that obviously Magda was leaving and it's, yeah, it's gutting actually. Um, she's a leader on the pitch and I think off the pitch by the sound from all accounts, she's an, a brilliant person as well. Um, I've been speaking to kind of the guys that I go to the games with and um, we were all kind of just saying, I mean, one of my friends, Hannah, was actually featured in her farewell video with the flag, which was uh, which was quite cool. And yeah, they've been, the two of them, we'll get on to obviously Penilla in a minute, but the two of them have been massive with the fans. Like they're so popular. Um, and Magda being club captain, I think that'll be a huge hole to fill next season. I, th- I just, that's going to be a struggle to fill that gap. Yeah, and, and not just the captain, even just at center back. I know we have Buchanan and we have Millie Bright, and we'll get into some of the options that we could call upon for next season. But Magda has been center back, left back, and she does a role wherever you put her and does it really well. I'm I trying to think back to her injury record. And, and for the last three or four years that I've followed the, the women's team, I feel like she's ever present. Yeah. Very much so. Um, she doesn't. If she misses a game, she's on the bench, you know. Um, but yeah, she's she's been superb for us. And I think since Millie got injured, especially, and obviously with Kadisha getting injured as well, she's I, I would say stepped up to the mark. But you know, she's club captain. She was going to do that anyway. She's got that mentality of, you know. And I think Emma Hayes has come out and said in the press conference today. I was kind of watching it earlier on that, you know she just builds into this culture that the club have. Um, and she's one of the, her, Millie Bright and Emma Hayes are the three that kind of try and push it, especially on the new players coming in. And I mean, I think from, obviously from social media and stuff, you see how much of a bond she's built with Neve Charles, especially. Um, obviously Neve was pretty young when she came into the club and I think Magda's really taken her under her wing. And um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be a shame to see her go. But hopefully, as I say on Sunday, it's her last home game, you know, at King's Meadow. I hope, you know, the fans get behind her and hopefully we can get the result that, you know, that she deserves. Yeah, absolutely. And she moved here six years ago. So she was 23. You think about it moving from Sweden to a whole new country and 
and going on eventually three years later to captain the club and, and win major trophies and just be one of the first starting names on on the uh, uh, first names on the starting 11, uh, which is a testament to her and her character and her ability to to just take what she got as, you know, the first three years and say, I'm going to push on and be the leader for this team. And, and I th you're absolutely right. I got a chance to interview her when we were out in Portland mm -hmm. and she was very nice and spoke very eloquently and, and spoke very highly about not just the club, but also her teammates. And that's what you want from your leaders, someone that, that motivates you and gets you going. So she'll definitely be a big miss uh, going forward. Uh, coming to Pernilla Arder, which was, we, I think there was three hours between the two announcements and in between you and I were texting again and we were like, is it going to happen? Is she staying? Is she not staying? I think it was almost expected at this point that she would be moving on. Um, 79 appearances, 44 goals scored, missed most of this season through injury, but between Fernella Arder, Sam Kerr and Fran Kirby, that was a, a front three that sent shockwaves to many teams. And, um, was it almost expected once we had the Magda announcement that Penilla Arder was also going to be leaving? Yeah, I think so. Um, as much as I didn't want it to happen, I think it was going to happen. You know, um, I just, I, I, as I say, the rumors had been out for a few weeks that the two of them would be leaving. And I think now that they're kind of at the same club together, I think they are almost like a joint package now. Um, and yeah, it's a shame. It's a real shame. We've seen in the last, what three or four games how much we've really missed Penilla Harder this season and I think as you say that front three with Kerr, Harder and Kirby that was that was terrifying for teams you know um those were the days um but <laughs> hopefully you know I, I I wish the pair of them all the best you know um because they've been great servants for this club um but yeah, I think like Pernilla Harder, I remember last season we played at Man United at home and she just ran at the defence. Aoife Mannion was on the floor, put the keeper on the floor and then slotted home. And it was that's that's why that's how I'm going to remember her. I mean, just the driving runs that she can make. There's not many players in the world that can do that. Yeah, and she struck up a great partnership with the with the other front two players. And and for a person that came in as a world record fee. Uh, signing for Chelsea there was never that I got to be the center of the attention I, I have to be the one that plays uh, all the games she was happy to support the teammates she was happy to perform wherever she was played and she always did a job so again it's it's one of those that you could almost get over Magda leaving but then you get the Pernilla Arder announcement and you're almost like now we we take a couple of steps back, right? And I'm not being disrespectful to whoever comes in or whoever gets promoted into those spots, but these are two players that are, are known around Europe. And I think they're moving back in, in the case of Pernilla Arder back to the Bundesliga, uh, which we hasn't been confirmed. So hopefully we're not, uh, you know, adding to the rumors, but uh, a new challenge for both of them for, for Magda at the age of 29 almost makes sense to have this next step in terms of getting a different, uh, you know, challenge and, and experience. Um, the future rates. You had some great suggestions when we were talking in terms of who comes in and, and can do a job. Uh, who can play this center back position and, and be a partner or another option for Millie and Kadisha? Well, I mean, I think we've got obviously Millie and Kadisha both coming back from injury, which obviously that they, I think they will kind of form that center back partnership going forward. 
Um, obviously, Anik Nowin as well. Um, she's obviously at low on loan at the minute at AC Milan. And from all accounts, from what I've heard, has had a really good season over there. Um, so I think she'll come back next year. Um, Mara Mielba has played at centre-back this last few weeks and has been superb there. So we do have options there. My my only thing with Magda especially is just the leadership. Whenever she was on the pitch, we looked a lot more assured at the back. Um, and yeah, so that that one, that kind of fills that gap slightly. I think we will need to maybe sign one centre-back kind of over the summer just to kind of bolster that department. Because um, obviously, I mean, with Marin, she's more of a right-back than a centre-back. So I'd rather have someone like an like out and out centre back signed. Um, in terms of Penilla Harder, what I've I've kind of been having a look through Twitter and stuff over the last couple of days, and I mean the one that seems to be getting most kind of as I say we don't add to the rumor mill, but what I'm hearing is Katerina Macario um, from Leon. She's out of contract there in the summer, um, and apparently Chelsea are poised to sign. Um, it's a bit of a risk. She's not played for 12 months because she's done her ACL. Um, and then, but from the, the season before, she had 22 goals, 22 assists in 31 games in all competitions at Leon. Um, so from what I've seen of her, she looks like a good signing. Um, obviously, I think with Penilla Harder, it's a, it's a heck of a someone to, you know, to replace. I mean, it's a massive, massive gap to fill in. Um, and then we've signed a girl called, I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation, <laughs> I want to say Joka Nuskin um, from Eintracht Frankfurt, German. She's 22 years old. Um, she's a midfielder. Um, I watched a clip of her this morning. Looks of good distribution. So, you know, that'll be a nice little bit of bolstering for that midfield. Um, but yeah, I think we might need to have a look at hopefully getting somebody else to kind of fill that up front kind of that forward three really to kind of maybe give um that gap where harder is leaving somebody else just to to bolster it a little bit yeah i, th I think those are some great suggestions in terms of center back and and you know replacing pernilla harder um lauren james has had a good season which yeah. which helps guru Wrighton has had a great season which also helps uh frank kirby definitely will we've missed her a lot this season and she comes back uh, stronger next season but I think you're right we will have to step into the market uh, and pick up someone that can come in and maybe not just do the front you know play in the front three but also be able to do different positions within the squad um, any other departures you think will happen I mean these two are massive right and I think it's almost like you can't lose that many senior players or players that are part of the core group um, so hopefully not but any others that you're hearing about um, I'm not really hearing about any others, to be honest. Those were the two that are kind of that everyone was kind of talking about. Um, but yeah, I've not heard anything about any other departures, so hopefully not, because um, I'm quite liking the squad we're building now. Um, I think it's a really, as I say, it's shown strength and depth. Um, so hopefully, get a couple more players in just to boost it even more. And um, and yeah, we'll see how next season, how we line up at the start of next season. But hopefully, Frank Kirby back in pre-season by the sounds of it. Millie Bright, Emma Hayes was saying that hopefully she'll make the World Cup, um, which will be a massive boost for England. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so hopefully we get those guys. And hopefully everyone gets through that World Cup injury-free. That's kind of going into next season. Um, 
hoping no no more kind of really nasty ones. So fingers crossed that'll be. Um, but yeah, as I say, no more departures that I've heard really. All right. Well, that's good because we my heart can't take any more departures. Yesterday it turned into a day of of Pernilla Arder, Magda Erickson, and then we heard on the men's side Loftus Cheek is leaving. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but I think as as Chelsea fans, we might get a little more used to these departures over the next month, maybe on the men's side. Yeah. But um, Sam Kerr, Ray, final year of her contract coming up. I think she's said it in public and I think even privately, she wants to stay. She would love to stay. I think the club would love to for her to stay too. Uh, is this something that needs to get wrapped up this summer in terms of the contract, new contract? Um, I don't know if it needs to get signed up this summer. I think the the intent's there from Sam that she wants to stay. Um, obviously, as fans, we want her to stay as well. Um, you know, as as we've said, she just scores goals on for fun. You know, um, but it, for me, yes, the the goal scoring is great, but it's also the work rate that she puts in up top, especially this season. She's been up there on her own most of the season, and she's constantly pressing. Um, so yeah, I would like to see that contract get signed sooner rather than later, just to avoid any um, any nerves coming into it. But I think the intent's there from both sides that they probably they want to keep her. Yeah, and and we definitely would loved for her to stay as fans because she's been excellent. And and you said she she scores the goals right, but there's so much she does off the ball. And every time I see her, she looks absolutely knackered in 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 the sense that. Not because she's not fit or anything, but I think she just gives so much and she's so invested on the pitch uh, that every game she's giving 100, 110%. And even if she's not scoring, she's involved in some way or the other. So uh, definitely love for her to stay and continue this journey. And I think having goals in your team and a, a player like Sam Kerr always helps, regardless of what kind of form you hit or what you go through as a, as a squad. Um, but moving on to some other news that came out today, some player manager of the season nominations. I'll let you share uh, what you've heard and, and, you know, who you think may win it ultimately. Yeah. I mean, we've had the, both the WSL player of the season and the manager of the season nominations come out today. So for the WSL, we've got Sam Kerr and Guru Wrighton nominated from our side and they go up against Rachel Daly, Kadisha, um, Kadisha Shaw, Freedom Manham, Leah Galton, Una Batlett and Kirsty Hansen. So a couple of players from us, a couple of players from Villa, a couple of players from United, um, and then one from Arsenal and Man City. That's a that's a tough list. Um, I mean, obviously it's great to have two players nominated. I think that shows you how good they've been this year. Um, for me, I would give it to Guru. Um, I think Guru has been exceptional this year. Um, I think she's she's worked so hard. I mean, goals, assists, everything. Um, Obviously, I think out of the kind of the non-Chelsea players, you look at Rachel Daly, she's had a 20-goal season, um, which not many players have done. She's played superb. Frida Manham, I think, has been very impressive at Arsenal. Um, she's kind of with the media injury, she's stepped in and done very well in that in that kind of a role. Um, so I think those are maybe the two that will compete. Um I personally, obviously I'm a bit biased, but um I would <laughs> give it to Guru. Um, and then for the manager of the season, Emma Hayes is up for it again. Um, Mark Skinner, Carla Ward, and Jonas Eideval. So, I mean, there's, those are four. They all deserve it. I mean, for different ways. I mean, Emma Hayes has managed a, a massive group of, a good group of players to Champions League semi final, FA Cup final, which we've obviously won, League Cup final, which we obviously didn't win. 
But then obviously when Pope was looking for one to win the league, Mark Skinner at United's done a great job. I'm not his biggest fan personally, but um he's done a great job up there. Um I mean if they I think if you'd offered them second place in the league at the start of the season, they would have bitten your hand off. Um given the fact they've only been around five or six years. Carla Ward's done an amazing job at Villa and um, their best of the rest, kind of fifth place in the league and have taken points off teams this year. And then obviously Jonas Seidabal at Arsenal's had a heck of a lot to deal with this year um, with injuries and stuff. And to get them what's looking like potential third place in the league and Champions League football again next year, it's a good achievement. So once again, biased, I'd love Emma to win it. But any of those four, I would say, would be deserving winners. Yeah, I'm biased too. And I think our the players or the manager in blue deserves it the most. Yeah. Uh, because if you think about it, this would be a fourth year in the row that we'd be winning the WSL. Yeah. And that's that's no easy achievement. I, I and it's gone always to the last day or or you know the the day the week before the final week, and it's high pressure and we always deliver. I just think back to last season against United at home. Yeah. And Sam Kerr popping up out of nowhere, and we kind of turned that around within the next, uh, within the first 15, 20 minutes of that uh, second half. And that's, uh, of course, it, it's the players, but it also comes down to the manager and what she says and how she gets them up for it. And you could talk about the players like you, you did with with Emma Hayes, and and everyone has good players now. I think it's not just Chelsea who are who have, have really good players. I think everyone around the league has good players. So to manage them. It's yeah. no easy feat because popularity is growing and, and you know, people are getting a lot more coverage. And so you, you definitely hear and feel good about the things that you hear around the world. So um, congratulations to all of them, uh, but especially to, to, to Guru Raitan and Sam Kerr and Emma Hayes. Uh, to add a little bit of color, uh, Raitan and Kerr have been key in our title charge with uh, Kerr starting 17 of our 20 games. So ever present, Guru started 16 uh, uh, off the 20 games. So you can tell that those two have been kind of stonewalled in the in the uh, starting 11. Uh, Sam Kerr has scored 10 goals, which is a little bit less if you think about it for, for her. Uh, but it's always been crucial, and there's still two games to go, and you never know she may get two hat-tricks, and that would bump her up into 16 goals. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, right? But you can, you can see it's not just about the goals like we were saying. So um, but for me, I, I also agree. I think Skura Wright, and I say she's had a breakout season, which is weird because she was 28, so it's not like she's a youngster. And she's always performed, but this season, it's been she's taken it to a whole different level. I think it's 10 assists so far this season. Um, and it's just someone you can rely on if, if you don't have the likes of Pernilla Art or Fran Kirby or. Uh, you know, Sam Kerr is in, is in popping in with the gold. She's popping in with the gold gurus. So uh, we'll see how it ends. I, when do when does voting end and when is it announced? I've a couple got, of weeks, maybe. I've, yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, I'd imagine a couple of weeks yeah. um, towards the end of the season. So, yeah, uh, yeah, plenty of time for things to change in, in the league. And, uh, and yeah, hopefully, as you say, Sam, with 10 goals, it's not as many as you'd expect from her in the league, I don't think. But, as I say, it's not all about the goals with her. Um, it's it's definitely not, yeah. And but she's also won the for second season running, uh, the football writer writers yeah. association awards. So, yeah. um, she's always going to be picking up awards with yourself yeah. for how, how crucial she is. She is. But uh, Ray, any score predictions for this weekend against Arsenal? Um, I would probably say, as I say, it's going to be a tight game. 
Um, I don't think either team's going to run away with it. I'm probably going to go 2-1 Chelsea is my prediction, right, I think. So we do lose our run of clean sheets. Yeah, I just think Arsenal have got quite a lot going forward. Um, and we saw at the Emirates how good a side they are. Um, obviously, I'd love us to keep the clean sheet, but I do think 2-1, <laughs> you know. But I'll, I'll take a win. I'll take a win. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a win in any way. And I was going to say 2-1, so maybe I'll say, just because Chelsea don't like to make it easy, a 3-2, uh, okay, make it yeah, a lot yeah. interesting. Uh, but ultimately, we get the win. And then City, we're rooting for you. Uh, we're, we're hoping you, you help us out. Not that we need it, but it would be nice to go into the final yeah. weekend without any, any drama. <laughs> uh, yeah. So That would be nice to go to Reading without any, without any concerns, but... Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, but you know, if we have to do it on the last day, we have to do it on the last day. Absolutely, it's not, it's not like we can we'll lift the trophy this weekend, even if you know we win, we still have to rely on, on what happens in the other game. So, uh, it will be hopefully away from home uh, when we lift the trophy, but either way, Magda and, and Pernilla Arder, I'm sure, will get a great reception this weekend and uh, a good send off from the Chelsea fans because they deserve it. And Ray, I'll I'll be waiting for your content from the game and and yeah. all the videos and, and stories that you post. And uh, any parting thoughts from you? No, I just think it. You know, I think parting thought would be you know you've got to really respect what the two of them have done for the club. Um, I think it will be they will be greatly missed. I know from my side and the fans that I sit with every single week, they're two of the most popular players on the team and. Yeah, it was an emotional day yesterday by the sounds of it for some of them. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed we go out, we, you know, we give them a good send off at home and then we lift the trophy next week at, at Reading. So um, that's the, that, that'd be nice anyway. That'd be a good send off for them and a deserved send off. Definitely deserved and, and a good way to end the season in general for, for the club. So um, Ray, thanks again for joining me. I know we've been kind of playing phone tag or, or, or uh, <laughs> podcast tag because we've been trying to do this, but I'm, I'm glad we did. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, working around with my schedule, but uh, we'll jump back on maybe at the end of the season and review how things have gone. And, and maybe, you, you know, we'll do our own player of the season uh, awards and stuff, but uh, as always, it's been a pleasure, Ray. Thanks for jumping on, but uh, that wraps it up guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to subscribe, like, and follow us at the premier channels on all podcast providers. Uh, Instagram and on Twitter it's at Premier Chelsea and Ray where can we find you? So I'm on both Instagram and Twitter uh, my Instagram is at Ray Travels the World just because that's my job <laughs> and at Twitter I think it's just at Ray Lynham is my Twitter handle Alright definitely drop Ray a follow uh, and we will be back with more content but until then stay safe and up to Chelsea. Hey guys, the Premier Chels is sponsored by Kickoff Coffee. They are a top quality artisanal roasted coffee. In other words, they're Champions League winner and Premier League winner every single time. They deliver fresh bags directly to your home so you don't have to go to a coffee shop and pick up something. And the best part about them is every bag gives back to soccer charities. 10% of the proceeds go to organizations that use soccer to promote youth social development in the underserved areas. Use our code TPCOFFEE15 to get 15% off your order. You can order at kickoffcoffeeco.com or check out the links on our social media. Thanks. The Premier Chels has partnered with Fubo TV. 
Fubo TV is your home for live sports and TV without a cable in the U.S. and Canada. You can watch on all your devices, which means you don't have to miss any of the actions or goals that Chelsea score in the Premier League and Champions League. You heard that right. Fubo TV Network's broadcast Premier League, Champions League, and many other leagues and tournaments. So what are you waiting for? Start your free trial today at FuboTV.com forward slash TPC.